Welcome. This is the Life Habits podcast series, and my name is Carl Vredenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 93, and the topic for today is social intelligence for success. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about a wide variety of topics, some of which you have sent to me as suggestions. The one topic that's often implied but not always explicitly stated is, how can I be more successful? Now, I dealt with that topic in episode number 15, which was recorded some seven years ago, and I recommend that you listen to that episode if you haven't already. And today's episode will then be an update, building on the foundation that I laid in episode 15. Now, people often think that it takes intelligence to be successful. What you do need is a base level of traditional intelligence. However, the greater predictor of success is something called social intelligence. Fully 80% of adult success can be attributed to social intelligence. And the more influential the person, the more important social intelligence is. Now, the trend in how we define success is also interesting. I would suggest that entrepreneurs are now the new rock stars. People like Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, being worth somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to $35 billion, really has become the focus of what a lot of people strive to be like. And some 72%, in fact, of young adults, or millennials as they're often called, have aspirations of being entrepreneurs. But it's a sobering thought to realize that upwards of 90% of entrepreneurial efforts or startups fail. And they often fail because they didn't understand the person that they were hoping to sell their product to. And they didn't develop the right skills or work effectively well enough together. And at the heart of those failures is a lack of social intelligence. Now let's define what the term means first. So social intelligence is the capacity to effectively navigate and negotiate complex social relationships and environments. And that captures it pretty well. So in this episode, we're going to explore how you can develop your social intelligence and use social intelligence to increase your likelihood of being successful at virtually anything, both personally and commercially. Now let's start as we usually do with some inspirational quotes. The first one is by David Caruso. It is very important to understand that emotional intelligence is not the opposite of intelligence. It is not the triumph of the heart overhead. It is the unique intersection of both. Zig Ziglar said, You will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. George Bernard Shaw said, The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. And lastly, Albert Einstein said, Learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. The important thing is to not stop questioning. So the same guidance that I give you here applies to whether you're starting a, an entrepreneurial effort, a startup, or being successful in an existing company, or these 
insights and these habits that you develop are also appropriate to being successful in virtually all other aspects of your life as well, including your social life. Now, you can increase the odds of you being successful by, in my view, focusing on these three things that we're going to be talking about during this episode. And again, these are important to entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, that's people and organizations inside existing companies that are working to develop innovative new products and systems and services. So entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, as well as to life in general. And the first bit of guidance is to understand. You have to understand who you'd like to focus on, whether it's the product you want to develop, the service you want to create, the people that you want to influence. You have to focus on and get to know them really, really well through something that is called empathy. That is seeing the world through their eyes or walking in their shoes getting a perspective from them from inside their own minds and hearts with regard to the topic areas and the areas of their life that you want to improve. And this applies to whether you're creating a new product as an entrepreneur. It equally applies to the entrepreneur inside the company trying to improve internal processes, for example. It also applies to many other aspects of your life where you want to improve what you do and how you contribute to society, to your family, to your relationships. So you first want to find out and decide who is the most important to understand. Who do you need to focus on? Be really specific. Don't necessarily assume, well, I just have to understand how everybody works and everyone thinks. No, you got to focus on who is the most important. If it's a, an entrepreneurial effort, you want to identify the particular kind of market segment that you want to go after, the kind of focus with regard to the very person, the kind of age range, the kind of where in the world they are, in order to actually determine who to now understand and get to know better. Whether it's uh, inside the company, you want to do the same. If it's a product or service you're selling outside. If on the other hand, you're improving something inside a company and it involves trying to improve things for the employees of that company, you now need to identify who it is that would be the target of improving that process or service as well. If you're wanting to improve other aspects of your life, like you want to improve the way that you interact with your family and the relationship that you may have with your friends. Again, identify who it is in particular that you'd like to focus on. Being too general is not effective in this regard because you need to now identify who it is you want to work with and do sort of the next steps. And the next steps are really getting a deep understanding of their perspective through observation, actually Take some time to observe, even take notes. Try to get into what their mind is. You decide what in general you want to focus on with regard to what it is that they do. And then you want to unbiasedly understand sort of where they're at today and then ask some probing questions as well. Again, not to accomplish any convincing them of anything with regard to any ideas you have. No, don't do that yet. You simply want to spend time getting to know and understand deeply whatever the topic area is from that person's perspective. 
And you also want to, after you've gotten that insight, you want to start to come up with some ideas about the way that you might want to improve the way that they do their whatever it is that they do. And you now want to try some of those ideas out really quickly and cheaply. And whether it's, for example, a, a process inside a company that you want to improve, let's say it's a, a system that will make employees inside a company more effective or more efficient, just try it you know, manually. Don't institute a whole new change across a whole company. Just try it with a small team, some people that you can influence. Same thing as with you are looking at improving your situation of the relationship you might have with your friends or family. Again, there too, if you have an idea of how you could improve the way that you interact with them, try it. Try it cheaply and quickly and then get uh, some feedback you know, on that and see what kinds of reactions uh, you get. But don't do it by investing heavily in either building an entire product or new system, as in case of entrepreneurialism or entrepreneurialism, or in the case of the personal situation, just try it really cheaply and quickly, because that'll give you the opportunity to change things quickly as well, based on the feedback that you, you get. You also want to very importantly probe emotions. You don't want to simply be able to carry out some task more effectively or be you know, more efficient. Virtually all of the time, Improving anything for somebody if you're selling them a product or giving them a service or you're improving the way that you interact with others, what is key a lot of the time is their emotional reaction to it. Do they love this? Do they hate something less? Do they really get engaged with whatever it is that you're creating for them? That is the strongest driver of sales in the case of products, engagement and employee satisfaction in the case of internal company processes and systems, and also interactions with friends and family as well. That if there's a strong, obviously, emotional connection and a real engagement with somebody that's in the, uh, the group, that tends to be the most influential factor in terms of how you interact with others. You also want to listen really deeply. You want to not express your views. You simply want to listen. You simply want to understand. And you want to do it proactively. So you're not just listening to complaints after something's happened. You actually just go out and try to understand and, like I say, listen deeply to authentically understand where that other person is coming from. And what's so powerful about this is this whole topic of understanding other human beings, again, consistently across all of these various aspects of life. Like I keep saying, the entrepreneurialism, the entrepreneurialism, and the, and the improvement of your own life. What's interesting about all of that is that you can improve all of those by being more effective at understanding and empathizing and really authentically getting a good handle on what other people are all about. And a major challenge in the way that most companies work, whether it's startups or existing companies, in the way that they work with clients and also in social relationships, what is core to all of that is a lack of understanding of the other human being and the most effective way of improving that whole situation and all of those situations that I just described is by understanding in the methods that I just described. The second major topic is to focus on collaborating 
with others. You got to make sure that, first of all, that you've got the right skills to accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. Whether you're hiring a brand new team, in the case of a startup or entrepreneurial effort, bringing together the right skills inside an organization, in the case of entrepreneurial efforts, or even finding mentors in the case of improving aspects of your own life. You've got to get the right skills, then you need to further grow and develop them, and very importantly, work together with others through what is typically referred to as radical collaboration. It's very important to realize that it takes multiple skills to be successful in virtually any area, and you need to appropriately use those varied skills and and leverage them. Actually, make sure that each of the skills that are required are, first of all, identified, that you know that you need to have appropriate business skills. You may need to have appropriate design skills. You may need to have appropriate sort of engineering skills. You may have, have to have appropriate selling skills. Realize and get a really good understanding of what kind of skills you're going to need. And then you need to, like I say, provide those on the team, whether it's hiring them or effectively finding them. And you can't leave it at that. A lot of organizations assume you just need to get all those skills and then you're done. You just have to go create the new product or improve the internal service or just hang out with friends and you don't need to be focusing whatsoever on anything else beyond that. Things will just automatically, magically fall into place. That's not how it works, of course. And a lot of companies have failed because they haven't appropriately work together, especially with skills from different areas and different disciplines working together and realizing that you need to have all of those skills and that each of those skills needs to have a say, an open say in the direction that you're going, decisions that you're making. And when you think about the definition that I gave earlier of social intelligence, you can again see that people who can very effectively work with other people. And again, these are highly trainable skills, meaning unlike traditional intelligence, which is hard to dramatically change or increase social intelligence, you can dramatically increase in learning and practicing the skills. So applying again, the skills of authentically listening to the other people on your team and not just having your own view expressed and wanting to win a discussion with regard to a decision you need to make. Instead, truly trying to understand that other person with other discipline that's on your team, or even in that social circumstance when your friends are talking, having a an authentic, real desire to understand their point of view makes a huge difference in the way that you interact and in both situations, or all three of the situations I keep talking about, you all have a common goal. In the case of the entrepreneurial effort, you're all creating some new product or service, and your interest is in making that company successful. I'm often surprised to see teams like that fighting, not working effectively together as a team, all having their own individual views on what directions to take. But yet at the same time, they all have the same objective. The North Star of their efforts is to develop a really successful product that will sell 
a lot of copies and a lot of instances and will make the company a lot of money. So everybody has that as their common goal. But it seems like there's a whole lot of internal politics, personal points of view, a desire to be right that gets in the way of working effectively together. And so if you realize that everybody on the team has the same overall objective and you also, you individually on that team, make sure that you deeply understand everybody, especially divergent points of view from other disciplines than your own, embrace those. Try to incorporate those into the direction that you're going as well. Number three, in terms of another area that is really important with regard to applying social intelligence to improving work that we do in each of the three areas that I've been describing is focus. Again, a lot of organizations are really diffuse in terms of what they're wanting to do. They're wanting to do way too many things, and they're not really clear on even what those things are. And a lot of the time, they're not also in the form of a set of directions that are clearly understood by everybody on the team either. And so again, whether it's an entrepreneurial effort, whether it's an entrepreneurial one, or it's even improving the way that you interact in your social world, having this concept of focus is really, really important. Keep what you're doing simple, even elegantly simple, and make sure you focus on a very few things at any one time. So rather than trying to create the most incredible product with every possible feature that anybody might want ever, or if you're wanting to improve the way that you live your life, a lot of the themes that we talk about in this podcast series, again, if you try to take all the items that you, you know, want to improve in your life or the ways in which you interact with others and try to do all of them at once, you will fail because you can't do that many things all at once. And you won't be giving the appropriate attention to improve effectively. And it seems a very simple bit of advice, but keeping it to just a very few areas of focus at any one time. And you can go do work initially on here's the first two or three that we're going to work on. Get those rolling. Get those, if it's a product out in the market, if it's improving your, your life, just get comfortable and effective and let some level of mastery of those before you move on to the next ones. And then you can focus on those, you know, as well. Take things out of your to-do list rather than adding more. And instead, focus on what is the most important to your intended audience as well as you. Whether, again, it's a product or a system you're developing, what's most important, absolutely most important to whomever you're creating this for. And in the personal situation, of all the things that you want to improve to you, which is the most important to improve? and which will make the most significant difference in what it is that you're going to be doing. So try to knock out some of the items that you might have on that list so you can actually focus on a very few. Write down, and this is really important, the outcome that you'd like to see in those few areas and actually write them down in words in the form of what you'd like to see changed from the current way that any of that is done today to what you'd like to see and how you'd like to see that be, what that reality, you know, will be in the future if you accomplish what it is that you're going to accomplish. If you have really clear articulations of what that future state is going to be, and 
again, if it's a team that's working on this together, they can stare at that and get aligned with that direction that they're going. If it's your changes you're making to your life, the description of the form that that would take is incredibly important to you know write down so you have clarity on moving that forward. And if the whole team can be clear on that direction, and you can keep the whole team focused at any one time. Let's say you get into some discussions about, oh, I think we should do this as well. I think we should go and do this. Or you yourself are talking about your self-improvement plan and you think, oh no, I should also add that to my list. I should go work on that. Having a clear set of objectives that you have set for yourself or set for your organization will clarify and will keep the entire effort that you're involved in focused on the most important areas that you want to address. So there are many other areas and ways that you can develop skills of social intelligence and apply them to the working world as well as to your personal life. But these areas in particular, these three that I've talked about in terms of understanding the other person, collaborating with whomever you need to work with, and then staying focused on the goals that you have set for yourself and your team. Now, there's several other podcast episodes in this overall series that can help you with the specifics underneath each of these areas that I've gone through here. And I'd like to just list some of those. And if you have not listened to those episodes, you can find them. They're all still available. Also, if you've listened to the episode previously, you might want to remind yourself or choose which of these topics that I'm about to read through are most relevant to the areas that you want to focus on in the future as well. Maybe the ones that you think personally that you have the greatest opportunity to improve upon as well. So episode number 89 on developing empathy is obviously relevant to and is one of the most foundational skills in social intelligence. Episode 83 on communication challenges is relevant. Episode 77 on workplace challenges. Episode 63 on growth mindset. Episode 58 on authentic listening. Episode 47 on teamwork. Episode number 44 on advice and mentoring. Number 39 on running effective meetings. Episode 38 on designing your life. Number 35 on presentations. Number 30 on staying focused. Episode 29 on leadership. Number 20 on fostering creativity. Number 11 on interpersonal communication. Number 6 and 7 on career planning and strategies. And then, of course, episode number 15 on achieving success, the episode that this particular episode is building upon. So, like I said earlier, if you haven't listened to those, find the ones that are relevant to what you would like to focus on in this area of social intelligence. And if you haven't, uh, even if you have listened to them before, feel free to re-listen to those as well. Now, before we finish up, I'd like to just touch on some of the feedback that you've provided in the U.S. iTunes store. Wally says, great, five stars, my favorite podcast, excellent advice and ideas delivered in a very pleasing and efficient manner. I very much enjoy re-listening to the ones that I find most helpful. Chef Ray says, five stars, great show and a great way to start the day. Some good advice on 
when it might be appropriate to listen to this podcast series. And from Sochil in uh, Mexico, Life Habits is Amazing, five stars. I recently listened to the podcast relating to gender equality. I live in Mexico, so it's difficult to face with the macho culture in which we are. But it's not impossible, and I have been given my heart and my knowledge to my son, he is 22 years old, to think as equals, men and women. With little steps, I can change my micro world. Thank you, Carl, and thank you so much for incorporating the ideas discussed in this podcast series and applying them to your life and your family and others as well. Brad from China says, five stars, great podcast. Ever since I listened to your podcast, Carl, I started getting out of a lot of confusing situations and picking up new amazing habits. Eureka wrote via email, I'm writing this email to you to express my gratitude. More than a year now, I've been following your podcast and even recommended it to my family, friends, and colleagues. With your podcast, I'm able to work through many aspects of my life concerning my behavior, perception, mental, emotional, etc. I'm very fortunate that I have found you this way and that it's free for everyone out there. Well, thanks so much, Eureka. Podcast listener Wally also wrote to me as have several others, asking for the show notes for the episodes, the quotes and the summaries of the advice lists. Those used to be on what I've referred to in the early episodes, lifehabits.net, but I've changed the hosting company. And so now those show notes for previous episodes are on the Facebook page, which is available at facebook.com slash lifehabits. Podcast listeners Scott and Maria also made a suggestion on the Facebook page that I create a Facebook group in addition to the Facebook page to encourage more discussions and make discussions more fluid. It also means that all of you will receive updates and not just a small proportion of you with regard to the page's updates. So if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash life habits and request to join, and if you haven't already done so, also join the Life Habits page too at facebook.com slash life habits. And as has always been the case, you can always still write to me directly at lifehabits at gmail.com and I will follow up with you there as well. I read all the comments. I also uh, reply when I have time to do so and I have uh, traveled and been rather busy over the last while. So if uh, it has taken a little longer to get back to some of you than it was in the past, that is the reason why. I'd like to again celebrate the fact that you all are focused on improving your lives by listening to these podcast episodes. I think you're to be admired for taking that personal interest in both listening to and then applying the ideas that I provide here. I encourage you to send along to me either via the Facebook page or the email address any ideas you might have with regard to future topics for future episodes, as well as go into those into the Facebook or other places where you may get the podcast and provide a rating and comment in there as well, if you would like. So with that, we'll talk to you next time and bye for now.